Welcome to the Angry Degenerate Podcast. I am your Angry Degenerate Michael Alexandre. And this week, I'm going to be taking another break off of the NFL previews. I think I'm going to take a break from these NFL previews until these big soccer football tournaments end in the month of July. So I'm going to be putting a pause on that. But whenever I do come back, I will be discussing the NFC North and what's going on in that division with Green Bay Packers and the Aaron Rodgers situation, the Bears and Justin Fields, the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff, and the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins, who I think is going to be a, who I think they will be a surprise team this year. So stay tuned for that. This week, I'm going to do a really quick episode. I'm going to try to keep this at 30 minutes. I'm going to do a Euro Cup recap. I'm going to touch on Copa America. And I'm going to talk about baseball and the foreign substance controversy. If you've been living under a rock, folks, last week, I gave my picks on soccer. And there's still one more to go. Argentina plays Uruguay tomorrow. I'll probably be releasing this podcast either today or tomorrow. Tomorrow being Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, Today being Thursday. But Uruguay plays Argentina tomorrow and I have them at plus 102. But my other picks... Man, if you've been following me, you've made a shit ton of money. I've been 3-1 and one so far this week. I had France plus 174 against Germany. I had Belgium at plus 112 against Denmark. I had Poland minus 116 against Slovakia. Poland continues to unimpress in these tournaments. Robert Lewandowski continues to do nothing. And I also had Colombia at minus 131 against Venezuela. I've been 3-1 and one so far. Tomorrow I'm going for 4-1. and one. I hope Argentina beats Uruguay. Argentina, by the way, did not look good against in their game against Chile. I'll get to that in the podcast. But let's discuss the Euro Cup. It's been a fantastic week for European soccer. I think this tournament has been amazing to watch outside of what happened in the Denmark against Finland game where Christian Eriksen went down with cardiac arrest and had to be taken off. In fact, he died on the football field and on the football pitch. Sorry, I know I'll get some hate for that. But UEFA and FIFA should be fucking ashamed as to what they did. They had the two teams come back out and play. And they were essentially given an ultimatum that they had to play. Uh, they either were they had to play the day of that it happened, or they were given until tomorrow. Players chose the day of. Uh, post of post game, players talked about how they weren't ready to play, but they did it out of spirit for Christian Eriksen, regardless of the fucking point. FIFA should be ashamed of themselves. UEFA should be ashamed of themselves for allowing that game to happen on that day. Two teams, Finland and Denmark, 
were distraught and they let him come back on the football pitch and play as if nothing happened. You know, this is shades to 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 when I'm going to go wrestling on you guys when Owen Hart passed away on a pay-per-view in WWE slash WWF television back in the 90s. Vince McMahon said the show must go on and they continued to play or wrestle in, in this instance. And that was a bad move then and this is a bad move now. I'm sorry. It makes absolutely no sense how one player comes down with COVID and FIFA cancels the game. Yet, a player literally fucking dies on the football pitch and they have them play the same goddamn day. FIFA and UEFA should be ashamed of themselves. And this is a continuous trend for those two organizations continuing to fuck up situations. I mean, you're talking about bribery. You're talking about the stadium being built in Qatar where thousands and thousands of people have now passed away. FIFA and UEFA should be ashamed of themselves. And you know what? People still watch. And that's the fucking problem. That is the big issue. People still watch. And that's why they'll continue to do these things and they'll continue to get away with it. But FIFA and UEFA should be ashamed of themselves for what they allowed to happen last week with allowing Denmark to continue uh, uh, playing that game and with Finland continuing to play that game. Finland obviously won 1-0. What did you expect? I think... I think both teams honestly should have should have taken a hard stance and said we're both not walking out there, and 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 I think they would have been FIFA and UEFA would have been forced to make a decision. They didn't do that, but FIFA and UEFA should be ashamed, and and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, outside of that thing, I think the tournament's been very exciting. You have very exciting teams playing highly attacking football. I just finished watching the Netherlands today. They dominated Austria. They've played fantastic looking football against Ukraine. That game against Ukraine was probably the game of the tournament that happened. The 3-2 to two, uh, victory for the Netherlands. Uh, the game was uh, up to nothing. Netherlands was up to nothing. They then took out two center backs, which their manager is a fucking moron they are winning despite their manager Frank DeBoer and if anybody in the football world knows Frank DeBoer is shit dating back to every job that he had including with Atlanta FC he's been garbage has never been able to replicate success of previous managers in his stead Uh, the guy constantly makes weird decisions like taking off two center backs when you're up to nothing and guess what? Ukraine ties the game 2-2. <laughs> Obviously, Netherlands came back and won that game. They came back and won 3-2, which made it the game of the fucking tournament. But uh, Wales, they're playing great behind Ramsey and Bale. They are the former European semifinalists from last uh, Euro 2016. And now they're continuing the trend by... You know, that 
they're playing well. They, they're, those two players are carrying that team. They played well against Switzerland, and they played well in the last game uh, where they came out winners 2-0. Um, I think the most impressive team thus far in the European tournament has been Italy by far. Uh, they won their first matchup 3-0. They won yesterday 3-0. They have been fantastic. They, they, they smacked the hell out of Switzerland. They smacked the hell out of Turkey. Um, they're on a 29-game unbeaten streak now. In fact, the last team that beat them was Portugal, who beat them 1-0 in the group of the UEFA Nations League. They have been by far the most impressive team in the tournament, and I did not have them on my top five list of teams to win. The tournament, I obviously had France. I obviously had Portugal in there. I had Belgium in there. Um, but yes, they have been the most impressive team in the tournament. And I, the sky's the limit for that team. And especially if they keep playing the football that they're playing. I mean, you obviously always think of Italy as the defensive-minded, sit-back, encounter national team. But man, they're attacking with Insignia. They're at striker. They're playing a fantastic um, game of football. And they still got Cellini back there in defense. Um, we'll see what happens with them. But they're into the knockout stages. And uh, Group F, which is the group of death, uh, Portugal pulled the game out 3 nothing. They scored three goals in the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, they were pretty pedestrian. Portugal was pretty pedestrian for the entire game. They had a lot of missed opportunities in the first half. They dominated the first half completely. Uh, you could have seen them probably score two or three goals. They did not. And uh, they started off the second half slow. I think uh, Fernando Santos really needs to think about who he's going to start in the next matchup against Germany. Germany's playing at home in Munich. Uh, which, uh, if you listen to the last podcast, I think it's absolute bullshit how some of these teams have two to three home games, if not more, while some have none. Uh, another fuck-up by UEFA. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. They're in first place in the group after one group game. They scored three goals on Hungary. France also uh, uh, beat Germany one nothing. It could have obviously been a lot more... They scored two other goals that were barely offside. Um, Germany wasn't real. I mean, Germany started off the second half, and they had Fran France on uh, on their back step there, but uh, you know they just never were able to penetrate that defense. The French defense has been absolutely fantastic, dating back to Euro 2016, dating back to the last World Cup. But now Portugal plays Germany which I think will be the crucial matchup of the of the group. Uh, Portugal is our underdogs, even though they did win their first matchup because Germany is still Germany. Portugal has not beaten Germany since the year 2000, and Germany is playing at home. And regardless of what people are saying about Germany, that's still a very impressive team. They got players. They still have Tony Cruz. They still have Muller. They still have Kahn. They... They're impressive, and uh, if Portugal is going to go into that game 
defending the to get the draw, oh well, uh, we might very well see Germany come out with three points. Uh, touching real quick on Copa America. Um, it's a shame that Copa America is going on at the same time as the Euro Cup because I think the Euro Cup has been quite impressive thus far. But uh, Brazil looked fantastic in their opening matchup against Venezuela. Granted, it was Venezuela, but uh, it was their 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 game was fantastic. And and on the other side of the coin, Argentina is uh, looked pretty bad against um, Chile, and it seems to be a recurring trend against Chile. They've lost. Uh, they seem to lose quite often to Chile. And they drew against Chile 1-1. Messi had a fantastic goal. And say what you want about Messi. I say a lot about him. I don't think he has the heart of a champion kind of like Cristiano Ronaldo. But he's putting that team on on his back. That Argentina team is pathetic. Uh, I still... I picked Argentina to be in the final against Brazil. I'm second-guessing that after seeing that matchup, after seeing that game. But I'm going to stick to my guns. Brazil by far looks like the most impressive team in the tournament, which is, you know, no shocker. And um, I'm at, at my takeaway from, from, uh, from that game is that... Uh, Argentina looks terrible. Brazil looks good. I still have them both in the finals. I still think Uruguay uh, has something to say about that. I guess we'll find out tomorrow in tomorrow's game against uh, Argentina. I obviously picked Argentina to win the game. But after seeing what they put up against Chile, I was not impressed to say the least. And I don't think Argentinians are very happy at the moment. And nor should they be. Now... Touching on real quick, going to a different sport, baseball. I don't know if you've been living under a rock, or you might not even like baseball because baseball is, uh, you know, America's game. But uh, baseball has not been the same for quite some time now. Ratings are down. You don't know who the superstars are. They have a marketing problem. They have a problem of games lasting way too damn long, three plus hours. It's just not a watchable sport outside of, you know, your region. If you like the Giants, you'll watch the Giants. If you like the Yankees, you'll watch the Yankees. If you like the A's, you'll watch the A's. But you will not venture out and watch other teams. That just just isn't how baseball is nowadays. Different in the NFL. In the NFL, if the Cincinnati Bengals are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars and it's on TV, I'm watching it. You will not catch me watching the Kansas City Royals and the Cleveland Indians at all. That's, I'm just being honest. I'm a big sports fan, but that just doesn't interest me. Maybe if it's in the postseason, but that's about it. But baseball right now is going through a big foreign substance controversy. And baseball every other couple, every couple of years has these controversies with illegal substances or steroids or what have you. People are equating these foreign substance controversies to steroids. It's not even remotely the same. Um, these foreign substances are, are, you know, people are these, and it's mostly pitchers. Pitchers are using pine tar in their gloves and their hats, uh, on their pants to gain grip on the ball, to be able to control the ball. Um, you see pitchers nowadays throwing 
100 plus miles an hour on every damn pitch. Um, and you're now seeing spin rates on these baseballs due to what they're using. Some some of these players are using some sort of tape um, to to gain grip on the ball, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. I get it. You need to grip the ball better uh, because I don't know if you've ever played baseball, but those balls, they get dusty. They get muddy. They get, they get slippery. And that's a problem for pitchers who are throwing a ball 100-plus miles an hour at a person. We saw what happened. I mean, we're seeing record rates of people of not even not, not only people striking out, but also batters getting hit. You saw what happened with Kevin Pillar, who got hit right square in the face with a ninety plus mile ninety five plus mile an hour fastball. Uh, what I would advise these pitchers to do is, hey guys, how about a, an interesting concept? How about you don't have to go balls out and throw 100 miles an hour every damn pitch? Maybe throw 96, maybe throw 95, maybe take a little bit off of your fastball. That would be my recommendation. Now, suffice to say, I do think there needs to be some checks and balances here. I do think that the umpires need to enforce a rule that is already a rule. This is a rule that's already in the books. Foreign substances has not been allowed, but it's a rule that's been you know turned a blind eye to for i was going to say centuries but years and years and years at least over a hundred years um i say just in my opinion if you're using some sort of tape or something like that that should not be allowed but if you're i'm hearing these athletes these pitchers are using rosin combined with sunscreen to gain grip on the ball just let them use it guys especially if it's letting them control their pitches, let them use it. Now, hitters might say something different. You see Josh, Josh Donaldson came out and, and told uh, the people, the, the media that specifically pointed at Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees that he's cheating. And we all know these pitchers are cheating, but we also know the batters are cheating, guys. It's just like back to the steroid days when... The bat, except in this instance, the batters were the ones getting the recognition for cheating. You're talking about Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmeiro, Barry Bonds, Jose Canseco. They were the ones on on trial. But where were the pitchers who also were using the steroids? Let's let's face facts, folks. Both sides are cheating. Now it's more noticeable for the pitchers nowadays because you can track spin rates on baseballs. And it's funny, now that Major League Baseball has instituted this whole 10-game suspension with pay and now saying umpires will randomly check pitchers for foreign substances, now you're randomly seeing the, 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 the spin rates drop off. Yeah, there's no coincidence. A lot of pitchers are cheating. I think they're, they're, they're breaking the rules. But at the end of the day, Baseball just needs to step in and not be reactive, or they need to be proactive and not reactive. Baseball, Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, the commissioner's office, it's always, they're always a bunch of fools that are always reactive and not proactive. They should have been enforcing the rules 
from the very beginning. They're, they've been allowing this cheating shit to happen for years. And now all of a sudden they want to enforce this, this, this rule from one day to the next. Nah, guys, come on. Get with the fucking program. You're seeing guys like Tyler Glass now, now saying that he needs stuff to help control the baseball because Major League Baseball scruffs up the balls differently every damn year. And to his credit, he's a pitcher. I don't know if you've ever thrown a baseball, but that's an awkward throwing motion. That's not a natural throwing motion. That's why you see a lot of these pitchers go down with Tommy John and elbow replacement surgery because it's not a natural throwing motion for the human body. So if they need these foreign substances to help prevent injury, then so fucking be it. Let them use it. I'm completely against the tape, but if they're using sunscreen or if they're using some a little bit of rosin mixed in with sunscreen, let them use it, guys. If it's going to prevent injury, just let them use it. But regardless of the point, Major League Baseball has fucked this up once again, just like they did with the steroid era. They allowed the steroid era to happen because they saw their ratings were increasing. They saw people were coming to the ballpark because they wanted to see these home runs and these bombs. And now you're seeing the reverse. You're seeing pitchers dominating the game. And to be honest, I kind of enjoy it. I love seeing these strike and miss. Or it's either, it's all or nothing right now in baseball. You're either striking out or you're hitting home runs. And I might be in the minority, but I'm enjoying to watch. I'm enjoying watching it. Um, but Major League Baseball needs to get their head out of their ass, and maybe they need to be a little bit proactive in the future instead of reactive. It's been their calling card forever now, and it needs to change. Now I'm going to go into my last segment, which is the gambling picks. I already told you guys that I'm 8-2. I'm still waiting on one more pick, which you know will come in tomorrow when I have Argentina at plus 102 against Uruguay. Um, this week's picks, I got two of them for you. So hopefully by this time next week, I'll be 11-2 for you guys. And if I'm at 11-2, there might be some regression coming. But I'm just trying to pick the best picks for you guys. Um, I got a UFC pick for you. We got a UFC fight night this week at the Apex Center in Las Vegas. And I have Dan Ige at minus 115 beating a Korean zombie. The Korean zombie is 3-3 in his last six fights. He was not impressive in his last fight. He got knocked the fuck out. And Dan Ige... The pride of Hawaii, and there's a lot of those UFC fighters coming out of Hawaii. Uh, he has been on an absolute roll recently, and I actually was a little bit shocked that I got this at minus 115. He's the slight favorite over Korean Zombie. Um, so, Danny Gay, minus 115, money line is pick number one. And pick number two is on Saturday. Portugal will be playing Germany. Uh you want to spray some money some dollars on on germany to win they're i believe at plus 125 portugal's at plus 245 um you could do that but i'm going for the over 2.5 goals at plus 106 and my rationale for that is simply germany needs to win they're they're playing at home 
They're going to play against an opponent that historically they always beat and they always score on. Um, Portugal can be very vulnerable uh, at the back. Um, and and uh, I hope that Portugal doesn't come out looking for a draw because if they do come out looking for a draw, I think it'll end in an L for them. But Portugal scored three goals against Hungary. It could have been a lot more. And Germany still has that attacking firepower. Portugal now has that attacking firepower. And I just think this is going to be one of those games. I think it's going to be like 2-1, 3-2, something like that. I think uh, both defenses are going to be struggling with each other. So to summarize here, my two picks of the week is Dan Ige, minus 115 to beat the Korean Zombie. And Portugal versus Germany, over 2.5 goals at plus 106. Those are my two picks of the week. Um, Looking forward to next week. I think I'll be doing a a little bit more of uh, sports news and notes. And then I will also probably touch on uh, the recap of the Euro Cup and the beginning of the knockout stages or the end of the group stages. And uh, I'll have more gambling picks for you. Follow me on TikTok at the Angry Degenerate for my crazy motherfucking takes and my laugh. And follow me at Instagram uh, for more uh, updates on the podcast. I have different content at different places. Feel free to shoot me an email as well at theangrydegenerate at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you want to be a guest on the pod. I take everyone in. Um, this is a short pod this week. Life sometimes happens, and uh, I'll see you guys all next week, and uh, go Portugal. Ha!